just take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you that in every aspect of our life, we can worship you. And Lord, our hope is that as we encounter you and as we worship you, we're being changed and transformed because we're meeting you in those moments. So Holy Spirit, move in our lives right now in this moment, at this time, wherever we are, wherever we're hearing this message, Lord, of you speaking, that it would move in our hearts and transform our minds so that we, Lord, would be transformed to be more like you and less like the world. So meet us now, we pray, in this moment, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last week we talked about, or were reminded of, in Matthew 28, of the Great Commission. And we spoke about that last week, that this, this call that Jesus gives us, and the call that Jesus gives us is to go make disciples. And it's very clear what he leaves his disciples to do. And I also spoke about that there's a pathway to discipleship here at Intercessor. And that pathway to discipleship is through loving, learning, and leading. And loving is personal, and learning is intentional, and leading is visible. And we all want to be on that pathway to discipleship, and we want to be making those that we're, that we're encountering in our lives into disciples. And, and we're all called to do that. And in today's reading in Matthew's Gospel, we're going back and more in the beginning of, of the ministry or, or looking at the ministry of Jesus and what he was doing as he brought his disciples to himself. And Matthew makes a point here in chapter 10 of, of his gospel. And what he does is he talks about there's a call and a mission. And in the call, the Lord makes an invitation to have a relationship with him. That's the call. He made an invitation. Jesus calls the 12 to himself to be disciples and to come follow him, that they would come and learn from him. That we just read, and why is it important we read each name? Because he calls us individually. And, and he makes that invitation to come. And he made that call to them to come. And as they gathered and as they began to follow him, they became his disciples as he equipped them. They became learners of the things that he did. And just prior to this chapter, all sorts of things took place as he was encountering people along the way, and as those disciples followed him. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, we read, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. See, when Jesus calls us, and we're called into that relationship of who he is. He calls us, but he calls us, it comes with something. And what it comes with, with is it comes with a power, and it comes with a purpose. And that power is in a spiritual realm. That power is to cast out unclean spirits. That power is to, to move in a spiritual realm here on earth that he empowers us to do. And then there's also a power that comes in the physical. Because he said you're going to go and you're going to lay hands on the sick and that they're going to be healed. And he calls us to these things just as he called the disciples. You see, the Lord calls every human on the face of the earth, every human that he's created, that he's made in his image into a relationship with him. Matter of fact, the reason Jesus hasn't returned yet and we're waiting for that return is because he loves us so much. 
He's waiting for every human that he's created in his image to come and answer that call. To come and respond to that gospel. Jesus calls us individually into this deeper relationship with him. To this deeper understanding of who he is. And all of us have to respond to that call. All of us at some point have to say, I've heard that call and I'm, I'm going to respond to it. That he's called me. That the living God has called me into this relationship with him. The reason the Father sent the Son was that those would see the Son so that they would encounter a living God. And when they encountered a living God, that they would turn from that way of life and begin to walk in this new life and this new understanding of a living God who loves them. As they encounter it. So all of us have to respond to this call. But that call is not lived out in autonomy. See, it's not a call that we receive and I know Jesus and I have my Bible and that's good enough. If it was, he would only have one disciple. And we would have only read one name in Matthew chapter 10. But it was bigger than that. Yes, it's a relationship that he calls us into. And yes, he calls us each by name. But the call is to be a community of Christian disciples. That's the call. That's why he called his disciples to himself. That's why he called the 12. That they would become this community of disciples. And the Lord has given us here as a church a vision. Which are communities in Christ. And it's there where we live out our relationship with who he is as disciples. That's, that's where we're called into that place. We live out our lives as disciples there. We live them out through prayer, through fellowship, and ways that we can serve those around us. That's, that's the call. The call hasn't changed just as it was in Matthew chapter 10, and that continues for the church today. See, the call always precedes the mission. And if we answer the call, then we will know the mission. But you got to first answer that call. we got to first respond to that very call. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, it says this, God is faithful. And if everyone was sitting right here, I'd say amen, and everyone would say amen. By whom we were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. See, somehow I think we think oh, you have a calling on your life and to follow the calling on your life must mean now I got to go to seminary, now I got to do this next thing. But to answer the call is for every person. And for every person, we have a calling on our life. Every one of us have a calling. And that we're to respond as he calls us out by name as he makes an invitation to come and follow him. That we're reminded that God is faithful and that we are called and we're called into this incredible sweet fellowship with him through his son Jesus Christ who he sent. And that we have to respond to that call. And that call is not just for me to live out a personal relationship with Christ, but it's to be lived out in a body of Christ, in in a community of Christ that I'm called into as his disciple as we gather. But there's a call and there's a mission. And prior to this point, the disciples were following Jesus and they were learners of who he was and how he did ministry. And they experienced all these vast things that Jesus did. But there's a pivoting here in ministry for them now. Because Jesus prepared them for something greater. 
that there was a purpose to answer that call, not just to respond to it, but to fulfill a mission in every disciple's life. And the mission is to fulfill God's will by sharing the gospel to those who don't believe. That's the mission. When he says, go make disciples, what we said last week, that's the mission. That we're going to go and share that gospel with those around us who don't believe. See, all who respond to the call of Christ are sent on a mission of Christ. That it's something that's, that's fluid and moving in our life, that we're, we're, we're not stagnant or stuck in one place, but that there's a continuum of what happens when we respond to that call. And that continuing of that call continued in Matthew chapter 10 when he tells his disciples this in verse 7 through 8. He says, and as you go, once again, that command to go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received and freely give. See, they all saw Jesus do these things. And I guess they assumed he was going to stay with them for a very long, 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 long time. And he would continue to do those things. But they didn't understand the fullness of the mission that he had planned for them to participate in. That the kingdom work was going to continue in and through the disciples. See, the mission is to make God's kingdom visible on earth as it is in heaven. That's the mission. That we're going to make his kingdom visible. And Jesus gives his disciples this fourfold mission. And this is what he says. He says, preach the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. That was their strategy. That was their big ministry plan. All right, so we're going to head out. All right, first... Preach the kingdom of God. Check. Got it. Okay, we've been learning about the kingdom of God. We've been spending all this time with you. Heal the sick. Now you want me to do that? That was your job, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus said, yeah, I want you to go. And it follows this way. First is the proclamation of the gospel. It's always the gospel first. It's always the kingdom. And the kingdom is proclaimed. And he says, go and proclaim the kingdom. And we're, we're, we're spirit-filled people proclaiming that kingdom. The spirit of God is alive in us. And it's, it's piercing hearts of those around us. And God is working in and through our lives into their lives. And now we're called to go. And he says, go and preach this message. Go and share this message. And every one of us have that mission to all those around us in our lives. And, and he says, go, so preach that. And then what will follow preaching the kingdom is that as a result of them hearing the good news of the kingdom of God, the good news of the gospel, what I want you to do is heal the sick. What I want you to do is raise the dead. What I want you to do is cast out demons. See, this encounters both a spiritual and a physical need for all of humanity. Nothing changes. What was needed then is still needed today on earth. That we've got to encounter people because there's a spiritual battle going on in their lives. And we've got to encounter people with the physical battle that's going on in their lives. And Jesus said, this is the solution for both the spiritual and the physical battle. This is what you're going to do. You're going to go and you're going to bring that message. And by faith, you're going to walk and trust that you're empowered to do these very things. See, when we respond to that call and we have that mission, we can't forget 
that, that that purpose is in us. And that call hasn't changed. There's not a, if you read through the book of Acts as the church continues on, that call hasn't changed. It's continuing. That same ministry that Jesus equipped his disciples for. And that same ministry needs to continue on for us. That, that we respond to the call and we continue in that mission. That we enter into those spiritual battles that are all around us. And that we have an expectation that God will meet those physical needs of all those around us. At the end of that Matthew chapter 10, uh, where he goes on at the end, after he tells him to do these very things of, of preach the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, he says this too. Freely you have received, freely give. In other words, what's been given to you, you need to give that away. That's not something for you just to hold on to. Matter of fact, what they probably didn't realize is the more that they walked in that, the greater things that would occur as a result of their faith. That their faith would, 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 would grow greater as they walked in the measure of faith that they had. And he says, go, freely that you've received, freely give. And if you've ever been in a 12-step group, the 12-step is basically this. It reminds us of this. The 12-step says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry out this message to others, to whatever other, whatever struggle that might have been, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. As a, a result of having had this spiritual awakening, as a result of my life being radically transformed in the spiritual and the physical needs that I had in my life, that I've encountered others who loved me, that helped me transform my life and get me on the right direction. As a result of having this awakening of who he is, it's not something I can just press down or keep to myself or lock myself in a room and just proclaim me and Jesus. It's something that's been so freely given to me, I've got to give to someone else. I've got to bring that into someone's life around me. That as a result of what happened, I've got to practice bringing that into others. I've got to carry that message of the gospel, of the good news, with the expectation that the sick will be healed, that the dead would be raised, that the demons would be cast out. That I've got to walk in that. And maybe the world is in so much trouble today is because we've stopped walking in that. Maybe some of the difficulties that we're having around us is that we've, we've fell out of that love for one another. Maybe we, we, we've stopped going from the point of sharing that kingdom and then believing what God would do as a result of what would follow the gospel. That we stopped the mission forward. But nothing's changed. Jesus says this is still the mission. There's, the, there's those all around us who are struggling right now spiritually and physically that have these needs that need to be met in their life. And what Jesus is saying, you as my disciple, you're that solution. That if you're going to answer the Great Commission, you're called to go. And as you go, you're going to bring into others' lives this truth, this love, this power, this purpose that I have on your very life. That you're going to bring that to others that you encounter. See, this is where we learn to love one another and serve one another. This is in those moments that we encounter. And the way that we do that, which is what... God called us to do is we've established these communities in Christ where we're called with this mission that's on our hearts. The mission is called to be lived out through the disciples. 
And it's in that place, in those relationships, it's as we gather, we build up one another, we love one another, we pray for one another, we fellowship with one another, and then we serve one another. But not just everyone who's in that one happy group. That implies to all those around us that we encounter. And how important that is for us to do that. But somewhere along the way, things got twisted, believing that all ministry that we do happens only in the church. Somewhere along the way, we think that every ministry has to happen within a church building for it to be qualified as ministry. That that's what happens. That's where it takes place. And, and, and as a result, we've done all this ministry work within the church and we've isolated ourselves from the world. Jesus never said that. Jesus said the ministry's out there, not in here. That we're called in here to gather, to worship, to honor him. But the ministry continues out there. See, I think we, we've got into this need where we, when it's gotten twisted in our lives of our faith that we, 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 we would come to church and, and we gather to be just ministered to. And then when I'm ministered to, for some reason I feel a little better in my life, in my relationship with Christ, then my goal is I'll just hold on to that till the next time I gather again with believers. And what we've cut out is that he called you by name. That Jesus is with you all the time. And that he wants that ministry to continue in our lives with him. That relationship to continue with him. That, that as we gather, that we return and go. And as we go, we bring that gospel, that good news, that message. That, that it's something that leaves with us because he's with us. And if we answer the call of Christ, that call doesn't leave us powerlessness with, with, with no power. It leaves us with power. It leaves us with a purpose. And that power and purpose is in Christ. And he gives that to us. Just as he gave his disciples. They weren't expecting the things that would occur as a result of him sending. But they had to walk by faith to go. And then we continue that ministry. And then we go. We go on the mission he's called us to go. And we go with that power and with that purpose in Christ. As we encounter all those around us. What are we supposed to do? Preach the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. I don't know why we don't believe that's still true. Maybe our faith has struggled or dwindled, but, but we've got to walk by that faith, believing in what he's called us to do is true. And that kingdom message is in us if we've responded to that call. And then we go and bring that kingdom message into others' lives. We've got to walk with that expectation that if you're sick, I'm going to pray for you that you'll get well. That, that Jesus wants to meet your, your physical need right now. That if there's an oppression in your life, Jesus wants to deal with that spiritual battle going on with you right now. And we're that vessel that he's called to go to participate in that. I think some of the trouble we have is that Oh, the problems we have is that we looked for the world for the solutions. That we've turned to the world for its power, for its solutions. And we didn't turn to the king. And all that comes from him. See, our faith gives us the power to trust in the Lord as he calls us to walk with him. That we don't go alone. But we know that he's with us. 
and that we're not weak, but he makes us strong because we're walking with him. And as we go, let us be visible in our homes, visible in our communities, making that power known to those around us. And that's what he was calling his disciples to do. That's what he was equipping them for. That's what he was training and getting them ready for, for that continuing ministry that would take place, that we get to participate in. Jesus calls us to that. Now, I would hope that being part of this body, you know, this body, being part of this church, that you're hearing that call that Christ has upon your life, that you're ready to walk out that mission. And when I can tell you as a church that we can begin to answer that as we get engaged in communities in Christ. As I'm willing to begin to have that relationship with others and be built up and strengthened and learn about love. Why? Not, not just so much that I'm growing as a relationship with Christ and with those around me, but also that I can go from that place and be strengthened and be who Christ is to my community, to my home, to those around me, that I could continue each day to make that power known. And if you want to get involved with that group, you go to our website, intercessionchurch.com, and you can click on that information, and it'll help you get engaged right now. You can begin to grow and walk in that and be empowered by that. See, here's the reality. Christianity is not about religion. It's about a movement. It's not about religion. Yes, it's about a relationship from answering that call, but it's about a movement. A movement to answer a call and fulfill that very mission that Christ called us to fulfill. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we know first and foremost that we've got to answer that call and that you've called us to yourself and that you are a faithful God. So Lord, I ask right now that uh, if we've wavered in that call, that you would strengthen us and renew us right now. Lord, that we wouldn't fear the mission that lies ahead, but we would have faith to walk in that very mission. Trusting that you've called us, Lord, and you empower us, Lord. Now, if you haven't answered that call, that's the first step. The call precedes the mission. You can't head out on a mission until you first answer the call. And Jesus makes an invitation. He says, come. He says, come follow me. He calls us to that relationship with him, and that is personal. But it's lived out in community. And we've got to respond to that. And if you haven't asked him in your life that way, to make him Lord of your life, to turn from trying to do it on your own, from, to turn from those ways in the world that hasn't gotten us any closer to knowing who he is, being strengthened or empowered, or trusting in him, we, we turn from that way of life. And then we say, Lord, I surrender, and I need you to come in my life and take control. If you want to pray to know him that way, I want to pray with you right now. Just, just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. Take control of my life and make me the person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed with me, I want you to let us know. And there's another little button on our campus that'll tell us that. Why? Because I want to help you on that journey of discipleship, that we're going to come alongside of you and help you be shaped and formed into that disciple that Christ wants you to be. 
So let us know if you responded and let us continue in that call and that mission that he has in our lives. Amen. Well, peace of the Lord be with you.